Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. Welcome to the Phantom Faction. I'm uh, with Michelle DeRoche and her sidekick, Wayne. <laughs> Better half, Wayne. And uh, we're at Michelle's and Wayne's home in the Niagara region. And uh, I've got to say, this is one of the coolest but creepiest homes I've, I've been in. And I think you're going for that look, right? Oh, absolutely. So uh, what... what where was the, uh, I mean, it's a cross between the hotel from The Shining and the Munsters and Adam's family and, and, but you've got so, you've got so many cool things in here, like, uh. Wait till you see what's coming next. Well. <laughs> well we have, we have a whole other house a, empty. You have a sarcophagus <laughs> in the, in the parlor here. Yeah. We've, right, we've. Covered we've, with a timber wolf fur. Hide and a peacock. You have and... these beautiful hand-carved, uh. What would you even call that? It's a hutch. A hutch. That's more than a hutch. Hand- <laughs> From uh, Italy? Uh, hand carved right. in Italy, and it's got uh, wyverns on the top, and it's got a lot of gothic demonic faces. And It's a good thing it came apart when we got it, because yeah. it's nine feet tall. And it must weigh a ton. It was a lot of weight. Yeah. It's a lot of weight, you know. So, if anybody's not familiar with Michelle, uh, we had you on episode seven of the Phantom Faction podcast. And you have been on, let's see here, I wrote all this stuff down. You, you're the owner of uh, the website CandisMostHaunted.com. Mm-hmm. Correct, right? yeah. And you've been on Paranormal Survivor, what, three, three seasons? Uh, seasons, seasons two, three, four. Wow. Uh, Haunted Case Files, One and Canada. two, yeah. You've been on Midnight in the Desert. Yeah. Which used to be the uh, George Bell, or sorry, Art, uh, Art Bell. Uh, Art Bell, uh, yeah. Not the baseball player, the, the yeah. Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, 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 ghostly encounters, uh, encounters. Uh, they would have that, yeah, they would have that state size. I've done a lot, I've been filming for 15 years. So, so. I, I know that you gave us a little bit of your history into the paranormal and the supernatural stuff on <clears throat> podcast number seven. <clears throat> but can you give us a little bit of a refresher for the people who are just starting sure. up? Um, well, I didn't just, you know, fall into the paranormal per se. Um, I come from a family of mediums on my mother's side. Um, I had an attachment, you know, as, uh, as a young teen and it's stayed with me for a long time. When I help people, I don't just blow smoke up. Was this a good attachment? Or a um, no, it was, a, it was a, it was a demonic attachment. Um, and. From the uh, get go, when you were a kid. Oh yeah, I've actually had psychics tell me that it's been with me for like like hundreds and hundreds of years. I, I, I mean, if you think about it, I suppose that these things are ageless and they attach to the soul energy, not so much the physical by itself. I think right. it's a mix of everything. But um, back then, without giving my age away, <laughs> um, you know, I had, I had to... Uh, not it, no, 29 is not old. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> but we didn't have internet. I guess a dead giveaway. So I really had to spend time at the library and I had to really educate myself on how to, to I, could, I can't even say clear my own home because I, I think I, I cleared it to a degree, but I did not lose the attachment. But I am basically empowered myself and taught myself how and to as, live sorry, with as it. As you're being reincarnated, so to speak, mm. this thing's stuck with you. 
Well, apparently, according, like if it was, if, you know, if I, I've heard it from a medium. If it was just one medium, I kind of would have said, yeah, okay. But I've heard it often. Really? And um, I've tried to research into that a little bit to see, you know, like, is that even a possibility? Well, I guess it's a possibility because, you know, time means nothing to them. And mm. soul energy, if it does hop from physical to physical, I mean, I can't see why it wouldn't. I suppose it could. But I know all I have to go is based on this life. And... Um, you know, every now and then it rears its head. I've had a lot of people pick up on it. And um, I've had them come through on voice recordings. I've had them come through, you know, through spirit box sessions and things like that. And it's freaked a few people out. And um, this guy must have a real grudge with you if he's sticking around for No, not so much. No, no, no. Apparently a lot of, you know, people feel it's quite the opposite, you know. So, um, he's got the hots for you. Yeah, I know, maybe. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a real cow, so I don't know. I'm he's just miserable. A, <laughs> so a, I make it hard for anybody. I don't know, maybe. But I so when I approach, you know, helping people, I approach it not just from a researcher standpoint, but I re approach it from um, a victim standpoint because I know what it's like to have an attachment, mm -hmm. and I'm a perfect example of. Um, Acknowledgement is empowerment because I don't acknowledge and I can yes, still go on and live my life quite and easily. That's one of the real pieces of advice you've given me. Yeah. That I've told people mm -hmm. is acknowledgement is empowerment. Does it and work for you? I think so. Yeah. And later on, <clears throat> we're going to play an EVP that you have on your phone. Oh, which, I can do that. Which you, which you played for me when I got mm -hmm. here and blew me away. Mm -hmm. And your reaction is gold <laughs> to this thing yeah. because and mm. when you say acknowledgement is empowerment mm. you know don't you, give it you, to them right but you did the polar opposite yeah you know mm -hmm. and, but we'll play that a little later sure, on sure sure now you only deal with the, the demonic the dark the malevolent mm. malicious stuff mm -hmm. um how do I mean, and you have, uh, I know you've told me in the past, you have a waiting list to help people. <clears throat> I'm backed up about one and a half years wow. right now. So well, can you tell us what you're working on right now without oh. giving you any specifics? I've, I'm actually doing probably four more than I want to do uh, at a time. I try not to do more than two at a time. They're very draining and time consuming. And bearing in mind that I don't just go in and do traditional um investigations mm -hmm. in cases like this um i work a lot with mindset and trying to empower people to clear their own homes many of the people that i have actually worked with worldwide and i've not met a lot of them um have cleared their own homes to the point of and having their mindsets changed to the point where not only do they never have a problem again, and if something ever rears its head again, they got it. They go on to sometimes forming their own groups, and they go on to helping other people. Really? Yeah, I'm very thorough like that. Wow. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you now, know. <clears throat> for people who, are, who might be listening, and mm. one of the reasons why we started the podcast was, was actually to help people out mm -hmm. that are going through, you know, things that, that they can't explain. Sure. And could you give, like, a little Reader's Digest uh version or or something that they uh, they might just do to protect themselves before they you know could seek someone out like yourself or well there's a lot of different variables when it comes to that you know um i've had cases where i mean you know for example if i'm dealing with a teenage girl 
you know, who's like, I'm dealing with one right now. And she's very, very heightened psychically. Mm. And she's probably creating a lot of her own PK, like poltergeist activity as well. Right. Um, so there's a blend of everything. But she's got a lot. She's got a big growly that keeps coming in. He's very physically aggressive as well. A big growly? <laughs> a big growly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just I've reframed my way of thinking. I just don't give it to them, right? So, um, um, I don't think everything is the D word, um, per se. Um, demon to me is just another word, but I don't think everything is a demon. Right. Um, in this case, like something's roaming around and growling and being very physically aggressive and the family is being tormented. Um, but my advice to her was essentially because of her heightened senses we have to start at at square one she has a lot of spirits that come in too because they know you know like a psychic is a light and a dark to many spirits they know that contact will be made they're hounding her for messages she's like 13 years old she doesn't understand the etiquette of, of communicating with them she's she's frightened or she doesn't want to communicate so in cases like that i suggest right off the bat we set up boundaries meaning you have to take one or two days a week aside or two afternoons where you say, this is communication hour. Okay, I will speak to you every Thursday and Saturday from four until six and you, I will take your messages. I don't know if I can help you, but that's the way it is. I said, but you need to stick to it because right. they'll hold you to it and ignore everything else. <clears throat> that's right then you need to learn how to ground yourself so things can't attach to you hmm. then you go to a reiki master and you have your chakras lined up so you can start fresh with nice clear energy running smooth then we tackle everything else right and then you can learn once you learn how to ground yourself and once the boundaries are in place which she's been doing mm -hmm. um and things calm down from a spirit standpoint then now you can learn and you know we'll get rid of the nasty stuff which we're in the process of doing i said then you can go on and perhaps learn how to do meditation like professionally with people who can do it like here in canada we have the spiritualist church of canada and it's not what you think when you hear church it's a lot like right. lilydale in right. New York, yeah, right. um, they teach you how to meditate. They teach you how to communicate. It's not like, it's not a traditional church. It's working with your abilities as a medium. I used to love going to Lilydale just to wind down. It's where it's where I can go have my downtime, mm -hmm. do a few classes, you know, go to the healing center, just, just cleanse out all your energy from all the stuff that I do. So, you know, there are a lot of different things that you do. Every case is different. And even though everyone's like, oh, it's a demon, you know, they think they're all the same. No, they're actually not all the same. Right. They're all different because the people are different and how they react are different and what their religious beliefs are different. You know, maybe they're medical issues. Maybe there are some, maybe there are not some. There's too many variables to just make a, a, a quick assessment. Do you think that earthbound spirits, <laughs> I'm talking about just dead people, mm -hmm. can mimic, learn how to mimic uh, that type of thing too? And come across as... Want to be growly? Yeah, want to be growly and... <laughs> um, I, you know what? I don't know that they can mimic a growl. Um, I think that maybe they can. I mean, I've, I'm I'm not dead, so I don't know. I always say I'll let you know when I get there. Right. Um, I feel sorry for all the people I know when I go. Because <laughs> I would be my ninja and everybody. Well, you have my permission. <laughs> you good. go before I do, come say hello. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll give you a hello. The shower or I'll like give that. you a hello. <laughs> do some tree tapping or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they can if they... A lot of them don't even have the energy to, to manifest or project their energy you know to communicate so i think to go overboard 
I mean, if you're a bad person in life, you can be a bad person in the afterlife. Exactly. You know, you can. And, you, I, and John and I have run into a there lot of those. Right? There you go. There you but, go. But we found that some of them, uh, <clears throat> in this one in Hamilton that we dealt with, a young kid, 18 year old kid, mm. he was a suicide, mm. but he had learned how to manipulate energy somehow. And he was slamming doors and moving the rocking chair, and he was, mm. he was firing up a, a circular saw in the basement. Mm-hmm. You know? And, but we, we moved him, and, and he was projecting himself as this big, tall, gray-hooded thing with these, can do that, with these sure. demonic symbols on his cloak. Mm-hmm. And once we figured him out, I'm like, oh, dude, like, you saw a Black Sabbath album cover once, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's where you're going <clears> from with, you know, and you think, well, this will be scary. I mean, he could be just work. trying to protect himself in a sense as well, you know, self-preservation. Like, I mean, suicides tend to be grounded. They have a lot of time to think about it, but they're still in a bad state of mind. I don't believe in that theory that suicide can't cross over because only God himself has a right to take your life, therefore you can't go. And I only say that because I've communicated with suicides. I've done those cases. And they're still, the reason they don't cross is because they're still in the mindset. They're in that depressed state. Right. They can't come out of that. They're, and, they're, I, and I would think that some of them, depending on, like you said, your religious belief, they're sure. thinking, well, if I go into the light, I'm in big trouble. Well, right? some of them... I'm going to get sent to the basement, and I'm going to get the pitchfork and the, the lake of fire and that kind of thing. I find that with older spirits, because Victorian spirits, they instill the fear of God into you. Religion, Christianity, like they're very hardcore in that respect. You know, go covet thy neighbor's wife. You, you don't want to die and the, the alternative is going down. Yeah. Ah, you're like, I think I'm good over here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But when you I'll just when you wander aimlessly for eternity. Oh right? well, so. especially the real diehard, you know, Christian spirits, you know, trying to make them realize, like, no, you know, God is all loving. You're going to be forgiven. Don't fear it. Right. It's not what you think. You're not going to have that issue. Um, and then they cross, you know, and especially if you tell them that they can come right back. You're like, you know, you don't have just because you go over once. I always say, can you please do it just one time? I promise you can come right back. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they go. And they come, you know, like you find most of them, they don't come back because they realize there's more to the it. hang-ups don't matter anymore. That's right. That's right. Right. So, so where do you think the so-called, you know, quote-unquote demons? Mm-hmm. Then, if, <clears throat> if, you know, you don't have a religious background. Where do, like, are they coming from hell or? So okay. What's, what's your idea? How much time you have? No. <laughs> I got all the time in the world. Until my battery's die on my recorder. Okay. Before um, Wayne looks like he's like, oh, I need that. Um, okay. <laughs> Obviously, religion tells you that they are demons, that they are fallen angels. Right. Um, if let's say you don't have a religious bone in your body, um, well, I personally am a huge like Gnostic. I, I love the Gnostic readings of pre-Christianity, and they will tell you that potentially that those demons were actually archons. Archons, you can read all about them in the Book of Enoch. And they are the demonic, and they are aggressive, and they are not, they're just nasty. Are they not alien in nature? Extraterrestrial? The, the all of the Gnostics talk about the goddess. It talks about I I don't want I mean, we'd be here all night talking oh, right, about it, right. but It'll but if you head, read I always tell people even just read the book of Enoch, even that you know, that was purposely left out of the Bible for a lot of good reasons. But um the Gnostic the Gnostic readings are really fascinating to read and um they make a lot of sense. Mm. Um my Jack I study religion, so I I I am well well, fairly well versed and I have to be when I'm dealing with people from different religious backgrounds. Sure. Um, I touch what I, was that? Did the, you hu- that? the house. It makes okay. sounds. Uh, 
just to back up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna tell everybody that your house is quite haunted. Yes. And there's loads of spirits here. Yes. Sometimes you will get uh, disembodied voices. You may even get them when you check and, your recording. Yeah, and when people are listening at home or in their car, or whatever, mm. if you hear a, a electronic voice phenomena, if you hear a voice, you know, then mm. let us know. Um, I'll probably listen to it anyway. <laughs> but uh, we, we do often get EVPs when mm -hmm. we're recording at the Harrison Theater. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't surprise me if we got... We've had TV shows here. film here. Right. And when they're doing their editing, they've got all kinds of things on, on that camera. That sound just over here, <coughs> that was weird. What did it sound yeah. like? What was it? It almost sounded like a man. Like, like, <coughs> we'll have to back up. I'll have to listen to it. That's you know. interesting. I'm, again, I'm not, not surprised. You'll probably get all <laughs> kinds of stuff. But, the, but uh, we're, oh, we were talking about religion. Um, yeah, our clients. I just wanted to interject here, if you don't mind, for a second. Of course. Um, one of the things that we have to sort of take into account is, in today's day and age, with all the media that we have and all the television shows and the special effects, we've almost become desensitized to the idea, like, the magic is gone. We know everything, which right. is not true, but that's how we feel. If we go into the Wayback Machine and go right back to... The, Enoch's time, right? And they have a very primitive understanding of of the world and the universe around them. So if you saw a bright light come whipping through the stratosphere, right, and land in a big poof, right, right and a guy got out of it, and well, it came from the sky. Well, heaven's up there. Right. And if this guy came over to you and said, hey, I'm going to show you where I came from. Because in the book of Enoch, it said, With Enoch walked with the angels, with his feet planted firmly upon the ground, and the angels showed Enoch the kingdom of heaven in the palm of his hands. And what I'm doing right now is I'm just showing you a cell phone. Right. And we do that all the time now. We sh I can show you, hey, look at this really cool cat video. We can show it to you. Yeah. But if you go back that far in time, they have no point of reference. So it would be an angel because it came from the stars, came from the sky. That's right? right. And showing you the kingdom of heaven in the palm of your hands, well, that just sounds like magic, but we do it all the time, right? You're saying Google is God. I'm saying Google is God. <laughs> but just like the archons, like if it comes from the ground, and there's like the idea that there's the, the draconians and the lizard people that live underground, they look very reptilian. They could be demonic. We're well, they're in fact said to be uh, uh, draconians, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Have been mistaken for... The, the demonic. I, I've had mediums look at me and, and, and say... You have a draconian guide, though, don't you? I, I've been told so. A guide is a strong word. <laughs> guide, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, well, that's, that's... He's, he's there. And, and I'll tell you something. We did a ghost box session for a film, a show that we filmed recently, and they were doing it on extraterrestrials, and they said, do you think you can try to, to communicate with extraterrestrials? I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> I've never really... It's not my, my, I'm not a ufologist. I'm not really into a whole lot of that. That, but it was for the show. I said, I'll try. You know, and, and when I asked if anybody, you know, like interstellarly, I said, you know, is there anybody around? The location where I was pretty pretty heightened for activity, UFO activity. And uh, there was just this gruff, you know, like, yes. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm like, well, you know, what are you? And it goes, Draco. Draco. I was like, all right. <laughs> On that note. Wow. Yeah, you know, I'm done. <laughs> because there's a lady um, who you and I know, and I won't mention her name because I haven't asked her permission, and mm -hmm. I think you'll know who I'm talking about. And she says that you have a draconian guide with her. And she's all about, and 
we got the the grandfather clock going yeah, up there, sorry. so apologies for that. But there's another one coming. There's another <laughs> one coming. <laughs> but like she clocks. is all about extraterrestrial entities. She doesn't believe mm. in demons. She doesn't like to use the word, and she mm. thinks that everything comes from the stars. I believe that everything, to a degree, does. Unfortunately, what I have tried to explain to people who have that mindset is it's not about what you believe, what I believe, what she believes, he believes. It's about what does the person who has the attachment believe, because that person has, we have to lean on their faith. That's where they're going to get their strength. Right. I have batteries. No, no, I'm just oh, checking okay. the, uh, the I have a little batteries. In my purse. We're crazy. Oh, that's okay, good. Um, it's about what they believe. You know, it's hard enough. First of all, you're dealing with a lot of people who have ha who have had religion instilled into them to the degree of that's the way it is. So if I look at someone say, you have an archon, they'll look at me like I have two heads. Mm -hmm. Demon, right. you know, quotation, I'm doing quotations. Then it'd be like, okay, well, I know what that is. You know, so it's hard enough to swallow that right. being given to you. Now try to go all extraterrestrial with it. It's like, you know what? That gets to be a little much for some people. Mm -hmm. um, so we work with what their belief system is. And a lot of times when they can get over the hump of <clears throat> what is happening to them, then you can say, okay. Because a lot of times they either want to forget about it or they want to learn more about it. And I, and I don't think a lot of people realize how powerful thought the, is? the human mind and thought is. Yes, right? oh yes. Because like you said, acknowledgement is empowerment. Usually so. And if you can do your best to ignore what's going on around you, mm -hmm. then whatever's there is going to go, oh, like there's no well, point in me sticking around here because they're not reacting the way I want them to. Well, right. a lot, for sure. I mean, you hear even in the recordings how, I, how I'm how i very unorthodox and how I do things, mm -hmm. um, right down to my investigating, right down to how I communicate with these beings. But right. even with Wayne, you know, before we even step foot into this one location in, in Toronto, you know, this thing, is he's a knocker. He likes to knock in threes and he's always driving everybody crazy. And, you know, Wayne was getting ready, coming into, just getting ready to pick me up so we can just, you know, get going. And you got three knocks on the bedside table. That was actually reversed. You got you got the three knocks as you were getting ready to go. Oh yeah, and all. And then I when we finished the when we finished the first investigation, I got home. Okay. And I called you just before bed. Yeah. I said, "The knocker is out in my hallway." He gave me the three raps. He made me laugh, and yes. so we had a little giggle about that. And then. When I started to get ready for bed, it was like right behind my head. Yeah, that's like, right. That's right. So then I text Michelle and I said, mm. okay, it's getting personal now. Right? He's right behind the bed. Mm. Right? So then she tapped in and said, give me like two minutes. And literally the whole house was like, <sighs> almost like you could hear everything take a sigh of relief. So right? Yeah. What did you do then? I, I just, well, it's, it's home. You this is it, home base. Okay. remotely. Yeah. From the, the, location. Yeah, I was at my Burlington house at okay. that point, so I wasn't home that night here. So I just tap in and I just, I, I say what I mean, I mean what I say, I follow She through. read the riot act and then put a sentry on guard. <laughs> so you used a spirit guide? Sentry. I used an ancestor. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. But for me, when I was getting the knocking, I just basically, I listened to the knocking, 
I look over, I, can, I see the table that it was knocking on. I'm like, I will see you in an hour, mister. And that was it. <laughs> I went off and got my coat and that was it. Now, so. why is it always in threes? Now, there, there are those so-called experts that say it's mocking the trinity. Oh, I love that word, know. expert, in a field that right. doesn't technically, can't can be proven because right. we don't know what the hell it is. But they always think expert. it's mocking, you know. It's supposed to mock God, the trinity. Son and the Holy Ghost, yeah. right? Yeah, the, that's allegedly it's a mocking of the trinity. That's I who yeah. I, who knows right. because we don't even know a hundred percent what they are. How can we say a hundred percent what it means? Mm -hmm. We're in a field that is unexplainable. There's nothing definitive, and there's a lot of perception involved. We what you perceive may be different than what I perceive, and we're hearing the same thing. Right. You know, so I don't go into a place. You know, I, I've gotten to the point now where I listen to what people say. I know what I'm looking for. You know what they tell me. I don't lead them. I just wait and see what they have to say. Um, as a medium, I can pick up on a lot. When I go on to a site, for example, I bring other mediums because I'm the one everybody wants to deal with. I'm the one they see on television. I'm yeah. the one they see on the website. I'm the one that gets all the information. So it doesn't matter what I pick up. It's completely, in my opinion, contaminated. Mm -hmm. So I have to deal with people who know nothing when they're coming on board. And if and in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I picked that up. That's great. Okay, good. We're on the same page. Good. But I know what I'm looking for. So I don't go in there with tape recorders and digital recorders, whatever, and all these phone apps and try to communicate. I don't believe that we have the right to go in and start challenging things and making invitations in somebody else's house. We don't have the right to do that. Someone has entrusted themselves to me. I'm not going in there to communicate with something they want gone. So I will go in. I have my own techniques as to how I want to get the information and the the alleged, you know, it's all alleged evidence because we don't really know for sure. But um, I have my ways of getting the information I need without out being outright asking for a communication. And, you know, all these people who go in there and say, oh, I demand you to, you know, talk to me right now. Right. Who the hell are you to demand anything in somebody else's space that you get to walk away from? You leave these people here alone, and you leave, you stir shit up. Right. Well, it's like, well, you know, I laugh at like some of these shows like Ghost Adventures, where they say these people need our help, and then they go in and they rile everything up, and then they leave. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you've just done your investigation, but you haven't helped them. You haven't like left. Do, do you know how many people have done that? Even groups, you know. I'm all for, I've said it before, you know, social media is a place where people come together. Um, there are a lot of groups out there. There are a lot of groups that are good groups, you know, but there are a lot of groups that maybe are not so good. Right. And I clean up a lot of messes. So right. I know there are groups out there that maybe um, just aren't versed in what they're doing and maybe right. should and take more time to verse. Yeah, yeah, because I do clean up messes i've had some people you know message me and like from all over the world I'm, I'm really humbled that that they have enough faith in me to to reach out and ask my opinion on You're on cases on TV. i guess <laughs> <laughs> i'm that crazy yeah red-haired no oh my god i think i know but you. as you know i'm part of a paranormal group yeah and our big thing is we never challenge anything mm -hmm. we don't we don't get them riled up we're very respectful we introduce ourselves Mm -hmm. We ask them to communicate. Mm -hmm. If they do, great. If they don't. See, right there, it's good that you introduce yourself. So many people barge into a place. I mean, how are you if I walked up to you on the street and said, hey, hey, you, give me your sweater. Right. You'd just be like, dude, seriously. Yeah. Right? But, but you, walk in, yeah. You, you walk into a house where the spirit family is there that still mm -hmm. believes it's their house. And you walk in, you don't introduce yourself, mm -hmm. and you start talking 
um, harshly with them, you're going to have a zero reaction or you're going to have a violent reaction to them. And, you know, I like your analogy about, you know, provoking something aggressive like a tiger. Oh, well, it's go, one of go my, with favorite, your, yeah. my favorite analogy is when people are talking about the demonics or an aggressive spirit. You know, I can do this, I can do that. And I said, well, how about this? I said, if you go to the zoo, I said, and you saw the Bengal tigers, so would you open the cage and just walk in there, wander around amongst them? Oh, no, no, I wouldn't do that. Oh, why not? Oh, because they're, they're, they'll kill me. I'm like, right. I said, okay, so what if the tigers were invisible? <laughs> they can see you, yeah. but you can't see them. Would and, you just, go, and they're just as dangerous. Would you go in there and start going, hey, hey, big cat. Hey, hey, big cat. I'm right. not scared of you. You're kitty, kitty. Yeah. You know, you're, you're <laughs> no, it's true. I think it one is. of the things that, that annoy us, too, is is that uh, we always say it's about the I'm people. I'm always annoyed. Be specific. Well, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm trying. Sorry. I'm trying. No, we, kidding, we, kidding. We end, up, we end up going to places where people, they, they forget what they're there for. Mm. They're there to get that. They're called in by a, a person, a couple, a family who's having a problem within their household, mm -hmm. whatever that problem may be. And they, as Michelle said, they're entrusting you to come into their house, into their space, right? And the first thing the investigators do is they're looking for that photograph. They're looking for that communication. They're looking, for that they're looking exactly the what they're looking for. The shot for. at the brass ring. And that yeah. is not what you're there for. You know, that's people, not what people you're there do for. lose sight of that, and you they know. forget. Like it's very humbling to me when a family looks at me and says, "I mean, I, I mean, I've had people literally break down, go to their knees, and hug me, crying." You know, because I I make it to the house. I'm like, "Geez, like it's so humbling to oh. me that someone would entrust themselves and their entire family to me." I take it very seriously. I become very close to the people I help. It's a very close relationship because it's a very personal experience. You know, they they expose their belly to you, literally everything. You know, it's not easy to just say to somebody, yeah, are you on many medication? Are you, yeah, do you have any mental health in your family? you talk no. about around the water cooler. To it's your, not. You know, People think you're nuts despite yeah. the television shows. You know, you start talking about, oh, I think I have mm. a demon in my house or yeah. I have an aggressive spirit. The, the wine glasses are moving by themselves and things like that. People soon start not to talk to you anymore. So now you're more isolated because yeah, if you do have... Uh, an alleged demonic attachment that's they're notorious for divide and conquer mm. isolate you that's right. from people around you but isolate you, around you, right? you, you need that support. well you you, that, you do that, if you're alone they divide everybody up within the household even mm. they want to isolate you from people so all of a sudden you stop returning people's calls you stop going out mm -hmm. you know you stop communicating with your family, you may, your husband or your spouse. Let's go and do something. No, no, I'm just going to sit here. I just don't really feel like doing anything. You fall into d depressions. And, you know, like there's a fine line between mental health symptoms or, or signs and demonic oppression. Do you believe in possession? I do believe in, in possession. I mean, technically, whenever a medium allows a spirit to step into them to communicate right. is a form of possession. Um, as far as demonic possession, is it common? No, it's not common. But when you see a person walking down the street mm. in the city, let's say, and they're right out to lunch, mm. like for lack of a better term, mm. like, do you think that could be something that's... Uh, Affecting them, like spirit affecting them, or, or do you think it's a chemical imbalance? It could be a mix of, of many things. There is a theory, for example, that when... 
or an individual. Voices, right? and it could be something well, this fine line between schizophrenia and, and a demonic oppression right. um, or a psychosis, that sort of thing, and, and demonic attachment. But, you know, there is a theory that, um, let's say, if an individual is getting really drunk and belligerent and harming themselves and, and, and they're just, you know, just they don't feel good you know what i mean like you're drunk you're just all disoriented there's a theory that the spirit actually steps out of the body i read an article on that i thought how interesting is that of a theory and they're saying that it leaves room for another spirit to to jump in and it's why sometimes people have no recollection of oh i don't remember anything from the night before sometimes they commit crimes they and they have the no <laughs> they have no recollection of the crime or of what's gone down because they weren't in there at the time that it took place so something else got in there and made them commit the crime um there's this is a, something new that uh, a new article that was out and i thought you know that's that's really fascinating i'm always open to like this is the thing about research is we're all students and you can never stop being students you always have to be learning because People who are really serious about this this field are always looking for the answers, and there's tons of literature being released all the time. Right. I mean, if you look at a spirit or a spirit being, like uh, the soul, right. right? If we really are beings of light and purity, and you were in a in a shell in a body mm -hmm. um, that was full of poisons and doing vile things, it would become so <laughs> intense that the spirit couldn't handle it. It would step out. Right. It would disappear for a little while. Yeah. Wow. Conflicts with what it is, so you know. That, that substance abuse <clears throat> and everything. But it leaves the door wide open for something you know, else a to darker, come in. a darker being, not of light, to step in and, and, and do even worse things. That's right. You committed this murder. We saw you there. But I don't remember a thing. I didn't do that. That's yeah. not my. That's not who I am. Well, when I was a correctional officer, we had a guy come in. Uh, this is maybe eight years ago. He had killed his mother mm -hmm. with a corkscrew, oh, stabbed her God. like 168 times Jesus. in the face. Good Ooh. grief. And he led the police on some crazy high-speed chase. They finally got him, but it took like nine of us to, to wrestle with him and that carry him. That says a lot, doesn't it? And he's just a little guy. He was like five foot... Eight, maybe 165 pounds. That's a little guy, is it? Well, <laughs> wow. to me it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's smaller than Wayne. Yeah. But it took us, it took about nine of us to wrestle this guy off the court wagon. There you go. Into the processing center and down to the segregation. There you and go. It was like fighting a football team. And mm -hmm. afterwards, he was at the door and he said, Sir, where the hell am I? And I said, What do you mean, where are you? He says, Well, I said, you're in jail. He goes, why? He had no recollection of what There you go. You see? And I looked at my partner <clears throat> and I said, you tell him. He's like, no, you tell him. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to tell the poor we, guy. Just no, we need to get like mom, that, like right? one of the doctors and yeah. uh, the jail. That... But, and I, I don't know what ever happened to him. He's probably in a mental health facility now. Yeah. But. Yeah. You know. But, but you, you see, it kind of adds a little bit of that validity maybe. You know, yeah. that potential for for accuracy on that article it's mm -hmm. just it's a very new article and i thought you yeah, know it's fascinating and with yeah. your your story is a prime example of that it is. well we used to have it all the time we used to get a lot of guys who were completely normal mm -hmm. and then something happens 
and wouldn't it make wouldn't it, it make is. sense you step out of yourself you for know, a it's bit it's not a, a drug induced psychosis it's mm -hmm. not alcohol it's it's, it's like having your car hijacked yeah Someone's driving it and you can't stop it. Someone yeah. else is at the wheel I mean, and you're not. Back in the day, back in the 1800s, how many people finished up in, in, you know, mental institutions and asylums because they heard voices mm -hmm. or they yeah. saw things move through their house? Yeah. I've had you cases know. where, <clears throat> because there's such a fine line, um, I work with psychiatrists or psychologists and because uh, I usually will request a psychiatric assessment if it's a little bit way out there, you know, if right. there's only one person in the house experiencing something. So I did have a case where this this woman had ended up having two assessments done. Like the family wanted to be sure. They put her on medication. And I said, I need permission from the doctor to work with her, to work with. Like I, I didn't, I, you know, I said, I'm not going to just get in there and, and I need to permission because she's under doctor's care. And the, and the uh, psychiatrist gave me permission to work with her as long as she did not go off the medication. The medication never worked. Not ever, not once. Really? Because, is it because of the fact that, I mean, they adjusted it many times, mm -hmm. but is it because there is no schizophrenia? It's something else? Something dark. But I can't, mm -hmm. I can't get in there and start just, it's not my place to interfere no. in that degree. It's my place to work behind you, the scenes feel bad for that person well i do and i work with them right. and i got it clear and, and like you said i wonder, did clear it wonder how many people end up in yeah. an institution well because how many families know. don't care to go the extra mile it was this woman's sister who contacted me not even her husband and said this is what's going on to my sister something's wrong three months ago before my mother passed this woman was fine and it turned out she had played with a pendulum because her mother was was very good you know doing pendulum and spiritual work and something else came in and within three months, this woman went from being about 150 pounds, working out every day, to being 90 pounds, chain smoking, which she never did, wow. and, and doing erratic things, like it, just ridiculous things. So it totally was something that wasn't, wasn't there. So I cleared the house, and she got her life back. It took me three months. I got it done. Wow. Now, <clears throat> how long have you been doing this? Hmm. 15 years, professionally. 15 years. Profession. Now, has there ever been a moment, like, one of the things that John and I and Danny kind of joke about when we talk about you, if you mm. come up, is how you have big Aww. brass cojones. <laughs> you talk about yeah, me, talk my brass kahunas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and are you fearless when it comes to this stuff? Yes. Have you, has there ever Probably because I'm just a meathead, I don't know, but either way. <laughs> has there ever been a time where you were like... Your knees were knocking and you were like, oh, oh sure. God. I mean, I startle like everybody else. I am not like in, inhuman and untouchable. And, right. But I, I, I just have conditioned myself. I, it's not that I'm, I say I'm fearless. I can feel it, but you won't, I will never show it. No. I will never give it right. to that, that thing. I'll never do it. Um, they know, I'm sure. They know how to get to me. Usually it's, you know, the, like I had one made a comment about one of my sons one time and basically said my son's name and goes, he will die. And I turned around and you little bastard, I'm just going to whip you from end to end, just let me at you. <laughs> and my, my ex-husband at the time because I goes, what is going on? I'm like, you know, just like hissing the spitting and I just about had enough. Wow. That's how you get to me. But um, yeah, I've had situations where, um, you know, I've had Things rush me. Things come at me. Um, you know, they like to come around at night, of course, you know, when I'm nice and calm and relaxed and a little bit better mood, you know, then they kind of infiltrate. 
I've had have them ever, come in. Have they ever ganged up on you? No. No? No. Do they... Do you think... Okay, and we're just going to use the word demons just for the sake of our... Oh, just for you, just Dan. For the we'll the say the D word just for um, you. <laughs> um. I just lost my train of thought because I just saw something standing over there in the room <laughs> there. Someone keeps popping in. and I, I'm trying to figure out who it is. Oh, is that a fireplace over there? Sure is. Very cool. <laughs> um, are they aware of each other? Yeah, I believe they're aware of each other. I believe they... It's put, and would there be a hierarchy, uh, Apparently there's a hierarchy. They, apparently they run similar to like a military rank. Um, no way of knowing that for sure. But that's, that's the theory. Um, I know that I've worked... <clears throat> many of the cases that I've worked, there's always more than one. You might start off with one. There seems to be a lot of, I, I guess some people call them soldiers. You know, I, I always call them the youngsters, <laughs> you know, or junior, something like that. But then there seems to be like an older one, <clears throat> you know, maybe like an observer or the ones that just don't seem to bother with the frivolous little knockings and things like that. They leave that to the to the soldiers, as they call them. Um, we've had many mediums pick up on several, I guess, hence where the term legion comes from. Um, I've popped one out only for others to just come in. Um, you know, there's definitely, like I've even heard in voice recordings where like, like you can see, tell where some have a bit of a, they sound a bit younger almost to me. I, I really listen to tones a lot. I right. can I can hear tones and all their voices are very, very individual. A lot of people, you know, who aren't really used to hearing them might go, oh, they all sound the same. They really don't. They all have different tones. Um, and, and they can mimic. Too. Oh, they're master mimics. Oh, God, they can mimic anything. They can shape shift, you know, just like draconians. Amazing. Mm. Imagine that. Anyway, um, but they, they can do all that. And I find that older ones, <clears throat> um, you know, I had one location where an older one seemed to come in and it was the loudest thundering growl that I, I had ever heard to that point. I'm like, what was that? Really? And then I got a call and from the homeowner, she goes, the floor beneath my feet just literally shook. And I'm like, that is fantastic. <laughs> from a researcher standpoint, you're like, it's oh, fascinating. Can we do that one again, please? <laughs> you know, but from from from. But you don't want to. But you don't want to acknowledge them. You don't. So I don't. don't empower them, right? No. No. So you got to kind of put that in your mind. And go, oh, darn. Yeah. I I do. Oh oh oh, I do. Believe me. Sometimes I hear things. You know, I've had things come through, and I'm doing a ghost box session. It come through and growl, and and I'm like, oh, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but nobody wants to talk to you, so show off. Yeah. And that's it. You know, I've I've had I remember doing a session at my childhood home, which was always I always say is always ground zero for me. I had a family member that wanted to communicate with my grandfather because he was dying and he wanted to talk to my grandfather and he wanted to get some information. And um again, this is my psychic family, so it's not like they nobody knows how to handle themselves. And I'm sitting at the table literally with like a few like seventy year old people and ground zero and I'm like okay you know um I'm trying to prepare you know the energy saying okay I just want to speak with something through light and love that that sort of thing and before I even got my mouth open this big ah, growl came through and seriously everybody at the table had their jaws on the floor they couldn't speak and I'm laughing hysterically I guess like 
But mostly it's because I'm looking at everybody's expressions. Right, right. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I just said, I just barked it out. I'm like, oh, he's talking to you. Get back on you. Crawl back into your hole. Like, it was kind of like that. And, and then everybody was, then it was a big, bah, like, it's all annoyed. And I'm like, I don't care. Right. We're not having this discussion right now. Jeez. And my uncle's like, he still can't speak. And I'm like, I'm really sorry about that. Just give me a moment. <laughs> you know? So, um, I, I mean, think... until you've heard it, too. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Like, if you've ever pictured, like, if you've, we've all seen the MGM lion roar in the theaters. Yeah. yeah. Picture that double back to back like disembodied in the air come right through the speaker like just like screaming it's thundering it's thundering it really is it just rocks you yeah it's a real it's really something like the first time i ever heard one it came through the phone i was with the homeowner and she says i'm gonna put my phone down for a minute i have to go down yeah i have to go down um I have to step outside for a quick minute. All of a sudden, all her dogs go nuts in the house. And I could feel something touching the phone. And I'm like, I knew she was the only one there. I heard her go down the stairs and open the outside door. The dogs go nuts. And this thing comes through and calls me an effing C word. And I'm like, I don't get offended by C word because it's a favorite word of theirs. So I'm just like, anyway, I'm like, all I could come up with, because I was so unprepared, I never heard it happen before. I'm like, huh? Says your freaking potty mouth. It's the best I could <laughs> come mouth. up. With. It's the best I could come yeah. up with. It was terrible. Yeah. And he's like growling, and I'm like, I was so insulted <laughs> that it would call me anything right. that I was just like. I think you were I more offended see. that you didn't have a comeback. I think that I, was more... I'm always got a comeback. I know. <laughs> this time you caught you short. The, I think the, when more... my comeback is the best I can do is potty mode, yeah, it's potty bad. Mode. It's just bad. <laughs> so now, we're talking about demons. Yes. What about what about angels? Where do they come into the mix? I had a lot of angelic experiences. I did. Okay. Um, realistically, when I was, I mean, I kind of shut off my abilities having children. I don't believe there's much of a place for the two, you know, only because of what I went through. And I didn't bank on the fact that my kids would all be seeing things. But you know what? Um, There were times where I remember, I always used to say, you know, my grandmother always used to say, just, you know, entrust your children to them, to the angels, and they'll always take care of them. And I always felt a lot of good, you know, my guides were always good and a lot of positive energy around the house. And I would always say, you know, if my ch- I, before I went to bed religiously, I would say, if my children need me, please make me aware. I remember one night, um, my he was two and a half years old, and he was he was walking out of his room, heading for the stairs in the pitch black. I don't know how he even got out, like like got out of his crib little at that time. Little, you know, yeah, he was just over two, right? And he's heading for the stairs, and I ended up like my one son ended up being a sleepwalker. But anyway, something literally sat me up in bed i just i went up and and i and it was just like michelle just like that and i'm looking and i look at my husband at the time i was ready to wallop him i got scared of crap out of me like that and i realized he's out cold and i look and i see my son heading for the stairs so i bolt out and i get him turn him around bring him back put him to bed and another time it was my youngest son and he was still only a few months old and so, and again, I you know I always say it before I go to bed, and I heard right in my ear, shh, wake up, and I could hear in the baby monitor it sounded like he was struggling, and I got in there, and even though these baby blankets are, 
um, designs that they can breathe through them. Mm-hmm. He was panicking because it was around his head. Yeah. He somehow got himself turned around, and I knew at that point to get up, and I, I went and picked him up, and things like that. You know, it was just angelic intervention, or was it? Because they're the ones that I would always entrust them to, right? So I made that assumption, but it could have been my guides, could have been, right. you know. But either way, I've had a lot of just as many beautiful positive experiences as I have, you know, negative. It's funny you say it like that too, because now that we have the electronic equipment that we use, the way she said that, Michelle, like there's that that hushed kind of panic, oh, like I urgency. Get, they come through the ghost we box. We get all that the time. so many times on the ghost box. They're always we'll be calling right my in name. the middle of a always. session. Whatever we're doing. And all of a sudden we'll be communicating and you'll you'll hear I don't listen, a voice come through and go, Michelle and she's like, yes, yes, I'm listening. And apparently you don't. No, they're like, you don't. You don't. And it says you don't listen. What? <laughs> you know? Or I don't. Do, she'll be asking a question. You'll hear, Michelle, you know this. Right? Well, I wouldn't be asking if I knew. Right? <laughs> That's my mentality. Apparently your soul knows. You just don't know. Apparently they know you better than you know yourself. Apparently, yeah. Because apparently I'm just not getting it. <laughs> so. Now, you mentioned, and this made me perk up, that... A lady was using a pendulum. Yeah. And something came through. Mm. Now, I have a pendulum. Mm-hmm. And I've seen other people use them. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Right? What's, what's your favorite saying that we use with the new dog? Don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, don't. What she always says, because we, we joke around, we just look at the new dog and you go, hi. And the dog comes running and jumps all over you. Right. And I always say, any any form of communication is an invitation. I say it all the time. It doesn't matter if it's a spirit board, but but let me finish. Okay. okay. You know for, for a medium, for right. a medium, right. we know what's coming through. You can use whatever device that you want. You don't need a device, but if you choose to use one as a medium, you know what you're pretty much what's going to come through. Right. You have a better sense of it than someone who doesn't. So whether it be a Ouija board, spirit board, pendulum, phone app, voice recorder ghost box the intent you're calling out for communication you are making an invitation to communicate that's why it's so important you don't do it in your own home because you don't want them coming into your own home so if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what's coming through you are just accepting the word of whatever's coming through right so because you see on a lot of these facebook groups uh, that you and i are part of Mm. Everybody goes on and on about the Ouija board, Ouija board, Ouija board. A medium can use a Ouija board quite successfully. And every once in a while, I'll see you pipe mm-hmm. in there and say, listen, you knuckleheads. Like, <laughs> I'm a little nicer. Well, but <laughs> I may be grumpy, but I'm, I'm very kind. Whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. you're doing, a ghost box, a, yeah. you know, like you just said, the phone app, the pendulum, yeah. dowsing rods. And you know, so it's like crickets after that. Nobody says anything. No, because you make them think. Because it's true. It's any form of communication. If you don't know what you're doing, it's like calling somebody up. You don't know who's Is on the other line. Is there a right way to use a Ouija board? Um, for just the regular person out there? Um, How about new? <laughs> yeah, what he said. No, um, I, I really believe they that... they do have a real stigma. They, they, they do, but, but again, I'm wor- I worry more... The Ouija board is a worry because of kids having access to it, and they not, you know... Right. That's dangerous. Right. That's what makes it dangerous. But phone apps now. Do you know how many calls that I get? And people like, I have things going on in the house. And I said, and, I, and I'll go, what phone app are you using? And they start to laugh. And they're like, 
I got down, they, like, I know it's so popular now. And they're like, oh. I just downloaded this one or this one. And I'm like, stop it. So there you go, folks. If you're but, listening, you've got <laughs> ghostly phone apps, get rid of them. But they get addicted to it, right? Because it's so yeah. handy. Everything's yeah. in there. And I don't begrudge it. But if you don't know what's coming through, don't do it. Because it's, it's, it's just like Russian roulette, you know? You don't know what you're going to get. Mm. It's the invisible tiger thing. Yeah, right? Yeah, like You might get the invisible tiger or you might get the invisible puppy. Right? That's right. So. That's right. So is it bad? No, I don't believe it's bad if, you, if you're a medium. Right. You know, that's why people will hold like public seances and things like that with a medium, usually a couple, and then they'll invite people to participate and they'll be able to at that point bring people through for them. But the medium is what controls... And keeps things nasty things out because there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And if someone's looking just to communicate with a deceased loved one, they can help bring them through mm -hmm. and guarantee that this is the only individual that's going to be there. Guarantee to the best of even their ability, I guess, depending on how good the medium is. You know, that's why it's always good to have a couple because everybody reads differently right. and they can pick upon things differently, right? So it's always just a. It's like the old buyer beware syndrome, you know? Just careful what you wish for. You yeah. might get it. And you may not like it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they end up calling people like you. And I'm backed up a year and a half. <laughs> right? Help me. I know. I know. Yeah. Now, at the beginning, I talked about how cool your house is. Yes. And I did say Adam's family and Munsters. And yeah, that, it's pretty much but, like but that. But it is kind of like that. The only thing I don't have is a spot. I want a spot. Can we get a spot? Put them under the stairs. For sure. You need a cousin it running around too. Yeah, but spot the dragon would be so much more fun. <laughs> that would be cool. So, yeah. you have lots of antiques here. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of medieval stuff. You got a, what's that, chain mail? A yes. A mannequin over there. You got yep. little knights. Uh, I'm sure there's probably a sword or two laying around. Oh, those aren't right. here yet. Oh, they're not here yet? Yeah, we got, we have we a got, story. We, have, we have a couple here. Uh, we've got like antique um, coffins and funeral collections and human skulls and skeletons and like church yeah. church collection. Oh, that's goodness. all coming. That's what I'm saying. There's wow. a lot that's well, not here yet. Oh, you have to invite me back when it's all done. Oh, yeah. It'll be, but, be pretty uh, spectacular. Yeah. No kidding. And this picture that we have this little girl to mm -hmm. my right, it's, it's a big one. Mm -hmm. But uh, you keep saying something keeps moving it. It You're always up. adjusting it. I'm always, it's true. I'm always mm. adjusting it. Probably when I'm here fairly regularly, I probably adjust it every day. Mm -hmm. Really? Right. You know, but when I'm not, it's like when I come in, it's like, oh. And we can see it on the on the closed circuit television. Yeah. And orbs will yeah. come out through night vision out of the mirror. They'll go into the and picture. I just have to tell everybody listening, you do have a night vision camera yeah. behind you on yeah. your uh, very cool which uh, which we can access remotely at which any you given can time. Access remotely. And you showed me some videos of some orbs that you have. Yeah, I'm funny with orbs. I don't put a lot of merit into orbs sometimes. In in a controlled environment, it's a little easier. When I know there's nobody in the house and the house is just like it's not being stirred. No. There's no dust. There's, there's nothing. No bugs, nothing. 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 No. Now you played a very cool but very scary EVP for me earlier on. Have you got that ready to go? Um, I can get that ready to go. Okay. There's a different. It's not. A, it's not an EVP. Right. Right. Um, I want to be specific about that because. Tell them. Give them a. Give them yeah, a it was a really haunted too. location that I that I worked at. Um, probably, I would say, on a scale of like out of the one to all the one to million places I've worked. I won't say a million places. I've worked in a whole lot of crazy places throughout the world. Um, this was probably um within the top. 
probably five of the more haunted locations that I'd been to. And this was in Ontario. It's in Ontario. And there's a, there's a lot. A lot of researchers will know that a lot of spirits can come through um, three-way radios, walkie-talkie sort of thing, uh, cordless telephones. And I used to have, like, this thing really mastered the telephone. And... Um, I the owner would always call me on a cordless phone because it was a big house and she was always roaming around and things would come through the phone pretty regularly sometimes it would leave messages on my other line which was strange um, this, this and they even dark, mastered this dark entity was leaving your messages it did yeah I had a lot of witnesses to that you know like the phone would ring and there'd be nobody there but yet we'd see a message when I hung up the phone and when we retrieve the message there's this like growly thing on the other end. Bless you. Bless you. There it Sorry. goes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this was just one of those those things where um, we were speaking on the phone, and this thing came through, and basically what it's saying is, I love it that you have the power of my sweetie pie, and you might hear me say something sarcastic like cool or something along those right. lines i don't remember what i said but then it goes into this loud roaring growl of sorts so i'm going to okay, play that for you the speaker right mm -hmm. up there okay i love it that you have the power my sweetie <laughs> well right and that whole thing you just heard yeah. was a dark malicious apparently something or other yeah the yeah viewer, viewer. I, I you know i would get them very very regularly how many times did this happen from this location with the phone i've got probably over 300 hours of of um 300 hours Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Like I spent a few, I spent a few years there. Cool. You need to understand. You should be texting each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know. If it could, it would. It, it, yeah. it was a love-hate relationship for sure. Jesus. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of experiments with these. I mean, we would use walkie-talkies in the house, and they would come through. Um, we would use baby monitors. Things would come through. Like, it really knew how to manipulate the waves, you know? And... I always used to say, if you can call me on your cordless, please do, because I'm there to research, right? And yeah, she was about two and a half hours away. So she goes, oh, I don't mind that at all. We would usually take, you know, um, a couple of nights a week, maybe maybe two, three days. She was up there by herself all the time. You know, her husband worked away. So she's like, I, I don't mind. There were times where she would just put the phone down. She goes, she goes, I have to do this. Would you mind if I just put the phone down? I'm like, no problem. And I would just put the phone down and put a tape recorder to it and walk away and do what I had to do. And then all this craziness started just, I'd come back and listen to my recorder after a while and be like, what the heck? Like, this is insane. You know? hours of it. At least that. There was tons of it. Tons and of it. You were successful in moving this or getting rid of this? Oh, no. She didn't. Nobody wanted it clear. Oh. Yeah, no, no. They she actually, it. she actually used it. There were haunted tours that went through there haunted bed and breakfast that sort of thing um people would get phenomenal voice recordings and photographs when they went there would you recommend that though i don't know i recommended it to wayne the first time he messages me because we've been <laughs> best friends for a million years before right? right and he says he goes I'm the other woman wayne he, what? No, <laughs> the other woman. No, no but he was well, he was woman. going on a first date, and he goes, he goes, you need to send me. I want a really haunted place. I said, you know what? I can't usually guarantee 
a place is going to give you activity, but I can guarantee you this one. So I sent him, and what happened? Yeah, she sent me to a number of places that were always good. So once a year, I'd message her and say, okay, I want to go to a, a haunted vacation. Where do I go? Right. And she's like, I'm going to send you this place. I can't guarantee, I don't guarantee anything, but this place, I guarantee you will either hear, feel, smell, or see something. Yep. Promise. Yeah. So I went there. So I thought, okay, this is this is pretty cool. It looks just like the Adams Family House. It was really, really wild. And they said, well, you got to pay in advance. Jokingly, I said, was that so when I run out in the middle of the night, you get paid? No one even cracked a smile. Like, no one there. Really. <laughs> like, so they, right they take us into the, the, the main bedroom that I was going to be staying in. Now, is this the house that I sent you the picture of the one day? Yeah. Okay. I know so exactly I, go in, I go into that place. And... Uh, it, it was it was pretty epic. I have to say, like I sat in there, I got into the into the room. We, we went and did the tour and everything, and then that night, go to bed. Like nothing happened. And I said to the I said to the guy, there was whose suitcases are these in the hallway? And he said, Oh, they're the people from last weekend that stayed in this room. They just left in the middle of the night and left all their stuff. Really? So we don't. They won't return my call. So they're just sitting here. They got what they asked for, though. Yeah, they? <laughs> yeah. But that morning, I woke up. It was July. I woke up. It was probably seven a.m. and it was light outside. It was nice. It was yeah. comfortable. And the bed is going <laughs> away from the wall, about about six to eight inches. And it went <laughs> back. I'm laying there. I'm thinking. Like I built. Well, you're laying in the bed. I'm laying in the bed. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend's beside me. She's asleep, and, <laughs> Thank and God. I'm I'm like I build haunted houses like theatrical ones, right? Yeah. So I'm like my eyes are like cranked to the side. I'm watching the the clock disappear out of my peripheral. Yeah. And then it comes back into my peripheral, and I'm thinking I know as soon as I get up it's going to stop. And so I let I let it go back and forth four times, completely four times back and forth. Wow. And I sat up and it stopped away from the wall. I hopped out of bed, I dove underneath the bed, I'm looking all for any kind of mechanism. Yeah, trying to debunk, right? There's nothing. Wow. It was notorious for things like that. Jeez. The last night I spent in that house, um, I woke up at one point and something was pulling the blankets up on me. So I thought to myself, I'm really hoping it's trying to nurture me and cover me up and not trying to freaking suffocate me. <laughs> so, so in my mind, I'm going... You stop anytime, anytime now. Just to stop. And, and it came up and made it literally to just over my chest. Right. And, and, and then stopped. I'm like, Phew, that was close. Because, <laughs> you know, Junior and I, we're off and on with the love-hate thing. So, yeah. But that, but, but you the, had the blinds go, too. You were in there. Oh. They had these big wooden Venetians. <laughs> so she's in bed and they're going. Oh, yeah. And she's like, shh. I mean, you're going to wake everybody up. Do something else. So the closet door opens up. She goes, oh, that's awesome. Do something else. And the, all the, the doors door are going all around the room. She's and I'm sitting there going, amazing. do something like, else. And I'm like, I love <laughs> like you. I love you. Can I move in? It was the best stuff ever, oh, honestly. God. They were so interactive. And, and the spirit family would come to the house like to see me, you know, if they wanted They'd something. Visit her. If they wanted something, and at one point I kept, they kept showing me a music box. So I phoned the owner. I'm like, "What is with the music box?" She goes, "Oh my god, I just brought two of them. They were they were getting ready to close the house for the winter." She goes, "I just brought them home." I'm like, "I think you're supposed to leave another one for the children." So I went out and bought a big carousel horse, musical big big jobber, and That's I brought it in. Serious. Well, yeah, because they, the the music box would be going all the time. So the one time at the house where when the phone rang. And my ex-husband answered. He's like, oh, growling. And I'm like, talk to it, talk to it. Right? He's like, not a chance. <laughs> so I'm throwing myself over top of the couch almost just to get to the phone. And by the time I got there, there was this old cranked up wind-up music box playing. 
And I'm like, oh, this is just insane. And then click, and, you think, and it was gone. Do you think the activity is still going on at this place? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah, there's activity. I think activity down the entire block is probably going wow. on. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what is it about this town? Aside from the part that this house is on the highest peak in the town, you're near the power plant. You're near a large body of water. There's that's just generates activity. Right in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. oh 20, 23 and a half feet in diameter. The vortex. A shot through all three stories of the house. Oh my god! Even yeah. before the house was built there, there was native celebrations done there. There the was witches also coven that they got there. They would do there. stuff on it. Way before the house was even built, so you've really? got so you know, tainted land. Almost, you've got right? century, yeah, easy, a lot of energy there uh, oh, yeah. of you know, oh, yeah. built up of energy, opening and closing portals, playing Nobody with things that should be. Tell us where it is. I can't no. do it. It belongs to somebody else yeah. now. I, I can't do it. But um, wouldn't be hard to figure out. It wouldn't be hard to figure but, out. But uh, we're, but we're not going to do that. We won't, we won't <laughs> I cannot be held responsible for any demonic attachments <laughs> no. coming from this radio interview. Okay. That's right. <laughs> so. Any demonic attachments are mainly coincidental. Yeah. <laughs> so we need a disclaimer. We record, and we're going to wrap it up soon because we're at the hour mark, and we should try and keep it in an hour. But I mean, I could talk to you all day. Like, what about me? Well, not so much. <laughs> well, <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, let's hang out. Wayne, do you have a story for us? All kinds. Yeah, well, especially in your haunted house here. So, okay, let's let's hear from Wayne. No, you can write along. Oh no, please no. give the dining room story. It's hilarious. Give us, give us <laughs> your best story. Oh, there's so many. Give us your best ghost story from your house that we're sitting in right now. The best. Oh, there's so many. Seriously. Mm. Um, no pressure. No. <laughs> Most of the time, the the house will give up its voice more than anything else. It mm. will speak. You will hear things, and I mean full blown sentences with your ears, not on body voices. Yep, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a writer, so I write and I edit from this from this house. And um, uh, a number of years ago, when this the, the middle parlor here uh, was not as it is now, it was my actual bedroom, right? And uh, so I was in there, and my cat was in there, and I was editing. And in the room we're sitting in right now, which is the dining room. It started off really softly, and it was three distinct male voices having a conversation. So you would hear kind of like, and my cat kind of looks at the door, looks back at me, and I'm like, what do you want from me? Right? You know, I don't know. We're getting so, nothing. So I'm just, I call out. I'm like, excuse me. Hello. Hi. Trying to edit here. Yeah, trying to work. You know, can you kind of keep it down a little bit? And it kind of calmed down for a few minutes. Then I guess, I guess... They did a lot of business dealings from here, right? At the time, you know, they had a lot of business interest in Niagara Falls. A lot of on this property, right? Yeah, lots. So all of a sudden, it was like, I get out of bed. The cat's standing up. I open the door. I'm like, hey, you know, enough, right? You're dead. Shut up. Take it outside. If you've got business, take it outside. It's a nice night. Yeah. Give me a break. Right? So I went inside, and you hear like, and you hear, no way. You do. You hear footsteps and you hear that. And the door never opened, but it, it went through the motions of the sound and it was quiet. And then just about, probably just back in the summer, mm. I messaged Michelle because, again, I was I was upstairs. My room's upstairs and now. And I'm in Burlington. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm editing. And right next door, the room right above us, I hear two women. One a little bit older, one younger. Just, again, by the pitch. Right? It was kind of like... And then you heard the other, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you hear like. Sounds like the Muppet Show. Well, it was. It was just like. 
Or Charlie Brown's yeah. parents, right? And you hear. <laughs> oh, oh, that didn't end well. <laughs> Someone, someone's a little annoyed. Oh, man. Right? Yeah, so it's it's always it's always doing something. Oh, I'm gonna spend the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sleep yeah. on the couch here. We well, got a yeah. middle bedroom. Here we got beds. Wow, that's <laughs> um, one thing that uh, I wasn't aware of, and we were talking about this earlier before we started recording, that you're writing to the cryptid stuff too. The big foot, big the dog man. I'm first on like pretty much everything because I've actually had cases that have intertwined with crypto stuff and demonic stuff. Really? You betcha. How does that work? Well. Example, please. Um, well, I, I mean, you know, a lot of extraterrestrial stuff is also mixed in with that, and which leads me to believe, like, like are, are we right? dealing... Ghosts, aliens, and Bigfoot. Well, the one case that I did, um, again, it had it had everything on it, and one of those things, um, you know, they believe that they use a lot of the same portals, mm -hmm. um, but this one specific location, which I will not name right now, um, it basically had a sighting of what looked like something very tall and um, no mean, face, right? red eyes. <laughs> No face, red eyes, unless you're lurking around out somewhere in no man's land. Um, and when when um, the gentleman ran back into the house, closed the door, something spanged right into the door, and they could hear him sniffing the top of the door frame, like sniffing it. Sniffing the yeah, they could hear it. Yeah, there's a lot of like dogmen stuff out that way, um, or wolf people. You know, um, there's all kinds of stuff. But in the same time that this thing was spotted, okay, that week. There were um, seven calls that went into the police department of that area, and a UFO had been sighted in the area. Well, and a few well, kilometers you often here, mm. like when people talk about Bigfoot mm -hmm. or have sightings, mm -hmm. you also they'll say, I saw an orb. Mm -hmm. Or they see a UFO. Yeah, they believe it to be. Some theorists believe that they're actually extraterrestrials. They kind of get dropped down. They're like collectors of sort, and they actually. That's why you never see them very often because mm -hmm. they like when they die, especially. That's why you don't usually see them. They just. They take them home. Apparently, yeah. that's so many theories. It's all theory. Oh, yeah, Paranormal sure. theory. It's all oh, theory. Yeah. It's like Chewbacca just, the Gatherer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just beam them down. Right? Yeah. And they go a, and they gather things <laughs> from the un yeah. the untainted areas of this planet, so that when we kill it off. That's mm. what we're going to do, yeah. right? Mm. They can come back and they'll have all the sort of the plant DNA of the planet and can repopulate the planet. I mean, I'm not a cryptozoologist by any means. I dabble in it only because I've had it mixed into some of my cases. You know, I do have a guy on staff um, whose name is Ivan. He's a wonderful guy. Um, and that's all he does is research different cryptozoology things. So this way here, when I need a point of reference... He's he's my guy, you know. I can't. I don't. I'm not in the business of dabbling into everything, but I obviously right. have to know well, to a degree. <laughs> oh, I know. But team. when they start blending, though, you know, I, I did. I brought him on because there was just things, different cases where things were surfacing, and people are sending me reports of things. So I'm like, I don't have answers. I'm not a cryptozoologist. I don't. Oh. It's not my thing. There are people out there. That's their thing. That's all they do. And I don't pretend to know anywhere near. I know a smidge. I'm. I'm literally just dipping my toe in because I only tackle what has been presented to me or what has been sent to me. 
then I try to get information on that and I try to figure out how it all fits and why is it connecting with my malevolent case here what's you know she's got like demonic activity and then all of a sudden this thing shows up and then there's it's just a mix of everything and and it's not the only case I've got other cases where things are surfacing that just don't seem to belong mm. so you know it's my job to at least try to find a smidgen of an answer and I have colleagues I reach out to colleagues who are ufologists or affiliated with MUFON or, or independent um, you know well-known you know friends who do all of that and I get you know connected with people who who get into the crypto and mm -hmm. you know but it's a oh man it's vast it's very vast there's there's tons and tons of unexplainable things out there it sure right? is a big planet yeah and uh, we're I mean, barely scratching yeah, the surface especially like the ocean oh <laughs> yeah we know more about the surface of the moon than we know about the oceans right i know we should definitely be researching our own planet yeah, no because there's things hiding and lurking in there that <laughs> okay. maybe maybe we don't you know what maybe we're not meant to find it or maybe we've been told to stop looking maybe there are things that reside deep down that um we just pretend that aren't there right well thank you very much you're welcome for having me in your very cool home. You're welcome. I want to get a little tour when we're done here. Absolutely. But uh, thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Wayne. You're welcome. I can't welcome. wait to uh, see you guys again. And, you know uh, where to find us. And I, I know where, <laughs> you know where we live now. now. <laughs> yeah, great. All right. That's, uh, that's it for uh, this episode of the Phantom Faction Podcast. And uh, until next time. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.